Welcome to the Prosperously You podcast, hosted by yours truly, Sydney Smith. This podcast is here to help you get out of your own damn way using mindset and manifestation. Join me each week as I dive into how you can integrate these practices into your business and life to elevate you into prosperity. We'll be chatting everything money, mindset, and manifestation so you can learn how to build the life and career you've always dreamed of. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Prosperously You podcast. Um, so on this week's episode, it's just going to be a solo one, diving into something that's become even more apparent for me. I feel like it's a lesson that I had known before, but in the last couple of weeks, it really um, hit home again and integrated. And that is the importance of making your journey uniquely yours. Um So I think in obviously today's world where we're so connected with people um, that are going down similar paths or um, like people whose lives we would want to have certain parts of eventually, whether it be their career, um, their relationship, their um, business, whatever it is. Um, But it can be just very easy to start looking around and wishing your journey was different or more like theirs. Um, And this definitely can add to imposter syndrome. Um, So today I just wanted to talk about the importance of really owning your own journey um, and being confident and assured in that. And then also really the importance of being you in business, especially. because it can also be so easy when you're following those people to almost subconsciously start to emulate certain things they're doing. Um, And at least in my experience, this (laughs) never really works. Um, And it never, you trying to do the same things that they're doing never really adds up to the same results because it's not coming from an authentic place. So first wanted to dive into... um, how important it is to really own your traits that make you different. So I know I've talked about this, I think, um, on one of my guest podcasts before, but for the longest time, I thought that I had to be type A to be successful. And I kept looking around at my friends who were type A and was just so jealous um, at how like regimented and automated they were and how their brain worked. And I remember this goes back to even like in high school, um, feeling like, I never really had my shit together <laughs> and feeling like it was I was always the one who like forgot like something like I have a going back to freshman year of high school I was on the field hockey team and my parents were are were are and were divorced <laughs> um and so they kind of had a crazy schedule where we would go back and forth like every day. So it was obviously very easy to lose things. Um, And I had washed my field hockey jersey at my dad's house and then forgot it when I went to my mom's house. And so the second day of practice, I ended up not having it. Um, And I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, but it was a huge deal. And I got punished for it. And it was like a very shameful punishing. So I feel like this kind of stuck with me as this thought in my head of like, I don't have my shit together. I'm always forgetting things. Um, And so that kind of bled into later in my life feeling like I'm not type A. Like that means I'm going to be punished for it. Like I'm not going to be as successful 
as the people who always have all their I's dotted and T's crossed. Um, actually, funny, ironically, I never dot my I's when I <laughs> am just writing in my handwriting. So it all <laughs> adds up to like me just not being the type of person who I'm not super detail-oriented. I'm definitely one who's more of the creative brain. Um, and so for the longest time, I let this define me as, you know, I'm just not that type of person who can be successful because I don't literally don't dot my eyes. Um, and I am more just like in flow and maybe like more almost kind of like whimsical about how I view things of like everything, like at the core, I feel like I believe like things are always like generally working out. Um, and like it will all come together and, I am definitely more of a procrastinator, but I always like get it done and it like is great quality. But again, it all was adding up for me really having this identity that I didn't have together and that meant that I wasn't going to be successful. And as soon as I started, this was actually just a couple of years ago that I started to realize all those narratives that I was just telling you, where they came from, how I added up um, and it was then that I realized that this could actually be a strength, but it was almost finding other people in the space who didn't have that identity of being perfect. Um, there was one mentor I had who literally had like spelling mistakes in her um, like finalized PDFs for a group program that has made her millions and millions of dollars. And it was then that I realized that like, what is this old paradigm of like you have to be perfect and everything has to be like crisp and like no flaws ever if we're going to be a successful person? Um, and it was just because I had never seen, yeah, someone show up and even if it was imperfect, still be successful as truly themselves and someone who wasn't waking up at 5 a.m. and doing all these things um, and someone who I could identify more of myself in that I really started to step in and be like, wait a second, this could be a strength of mine because I view the world differently. I see things differently and really starting to come into how that helps me like be a creative, that helps me be a designer, that helps me in my relationships, in my web design business. Um, and I will say like, I always, I think like underlying all of that, I've always been very good at communication though. So it's not like I was like, you know, creative and whimsical and like balls were dropping. I was like not getting back to clients on time or things like that. It was, it was still like all those bases were covered. It was just, I guess, how I approached things um, that I thought wasn't good enough. So really coming into like, as long as the relationships in my business, everyone is heard and like responded to at an appropriate time and taken care of and like client services is still really great. It really doesn't matter that I don't have this extensive note-taking backend or system automation of um, like how everything has to come together. And there was a time in my business where I thought that's what I needed and it held me back for so long because I thought like, oh, I can't scale to this next level. I can't make the amount of money I'm going to make without like having all these deep, intense like Trello boards and Asana things to keep me on track. And I tried that for a while. And honestly, I feel like it just made projects more confusing and clouded of like clients didn't know where to put things um, because there were so many systems in place. So 
again, just coming back to you have to know what works for you and what doesn't. And if it doesn't, that's okay. And you can be successful the way that you act and the way that you show up. Um, and yeah, all of my clients say they absolutely love the process working with me. It's so easy um, and fluid for them. And I feel like I attract people who obviously work well in the way that my brain works and how I go about things. So yeah, that is just one point I feel like I really want to touch upon because I held myself back for so long defining myself as not good enough or didn't have my stuff together enough to be successful. And that was really this identity that I owned. Um, Instead of really looking at it and saying like these unique traits and how I think and how I go about addressing my business makes it so that people want to work with me and um, makes it so also in other areas of my life, like that's why people love me because I am like maybe not in the most detail oriented, but an extremely thoughtful person. And that comes through in so many different beautiful ways. Um, So really once I started to own that as a strength instead of a weakness and like loving my friends who are that way, but really starting to look at it as I don't have to be that way in order to get to where I want. That's when I feel like a whole new level of self-love came in and a whole new level of um, just being able to trust myself to take the next steps, do the thing, and trust that it doesn't have to be perfect. But as long as I'm making progress, um, that's better than nothing and better than staying in this bubble of, you know, it has to be absolutely perfect. Everything has to be (laughs) eyes dotted, T's crossed before I can ever put it out into the world. Um, That just ended up holding me back so much more versus now I feel like I trust myself enough to just take the steps and show up imperfectly and know that that whatever message I have to share, even if it isn't completely fine-tuned or as polished as maybe some other people would do it, that if it's reaching one person and impacting them positively, it was worth me doing it imperfectly. Um, So that is one point I want to say about like really starting to stop bashing yourself for not being whatever mold you think you need to be to be successful and really just start owning who you are, what your traits are, how you're different and loving on that instead. Um, Another point is for really just owning your journey um, is recognizing that you are learning lessons along the way that are meant for you. So you can't fuck it up. Like even if you think you want to do one thing, but aren't sure because maybe something else might be important, realize that it's all going to benefit you. Whatever choice you make is going to lead you in the right direction and really having that like utter trust and faith in that. Um, And For example, I think I've touched upon this before in the podcast, but um, a a big part of my story um, in getting started in entrepreneurship was, well, one, I was just so fed up with the nine to five I was in. I knew I couldn't do it anymore. And at the time, I had been helping a friend build a side business and it was called Axe and Hammer. It was essentially like large um, museum grade prints that you would put in your house. And so I was um, getting photographers on board and then they were getting a cut of it. Um, And through building that business, I learned Squarespace and Shopify. So when I quit my nine to five, really the game plan was to go fully into Axe and Hammer. 
um, try and build out more photographer relationships, really start to focus on marketing, thinking about like B2B stuff. Um, and then to, since I knew how to do Squarespace and Shopify, to kind of start building those like websites for people on the side as a way to earn money until um, I actually, we were starting to be profitable with Axe and Hammer. Um, and so when I quit my nine to five, I literally just started babysitting and to make money. And, um, I, I just, if you would have told me then (laughs) that like what I was leaping into was going to fail, AKA axe and hammer, um, I would have been so devastated (laughs) and been like, wow, like what am I leaving my job for? But in all reality, running that business taught me so many things. It taught me blogging. It taught me obviously how to build websites. It taught me branding. Um, And there were so many elements of it that aided me in deciding to just go full tilt into web design instead of, and letting that go instead of trying to hold on to something that clearly wasn't working. Um, So the point of this is all coming back to Trust that it is all adding up, even if in the moment you're like, how the heck? (laughs) Like, I just wanted Axe and Hammer to be successful so badly at that time um, and like knew that that was what I wanted in the future at the time. But now looking back, I am so happy that it led me to an amazing career in web and brand design. And I would have, again, like, at when it wasn't all adding up, it seemed so frustrating. But looking back now, I see why it didn't. So know that like even if you're in a period where it feels like nothing is working or you're just confused about why you're at this point, know that there's going to be lessons from it and it's going to add up into what you're supposed to do next. And everything is all like everything that didn't work out in my life <laughs> was all teaching me lessons I needed for what I was moving into next. So really grounding into that trust of like, yeah, your journey may not look like that person on Instagram who has a like thriving business that you desire right now, but trusting that you're supposed to be integrating and learning lessons that are needed for you right now. And that's what's important. And how can you just really delve into that and be happy where you are right now. Um, And then also when I think about like web design, um, obviously this is something I'm still doing um, and still love designing and working with clients in this world. But all of the lessons that I've learned from web design are literally what I come to in my coaching containers. (laughs) So like I've been doing web design for five years now and um, it helps me immensely to like, there's so many personal lessons I've learned through this journey of becoming an entrepreneur and that being the field. There's so many lessons in client relationships that I like end up helping client coaching clients with. So it is all adding up in ways that you might not even really truly understand yet. Um, So really harnessing into my journey doesn't have to look like anyone else's and there's no timeline. There's no huge rush to get to that end point. Um, and I'll tap into that a bit later. But another thing just to really ground into is that other people's paths aren't meant for you. <laughs> like you don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see the downs in their life. Obviously, Instagram is mostly a highlight reel. So if you're seeing like someone's life 
through the lens of what they're telling you on Instagram, what they're telling you on their email list, where it might just seem like win after win after win. (laughs) And you're like, okay, I want to replicate that. And I want to come into whatever they're doing because clearly it's working. But you don't know what negatives they've seen that you might encounter if you try to just replicate that. You don't know maybe like the six-month period where they were questioning everything and really frustrated and feeling like they were pushing a boulder up a hill that was just not going anywhere. So it's so easy to look at these people and have that imposter syndrome, have that like comparison game come in, but you aren't seeing the hard times because that's not sexy for what they're trying to sell, right? (laughs) So I mean, I think there are a lot of people who are starting to be more genuine and tell more of all of the story. Um, but even then, it's they don't owe you that, right? So like, I feel like I try to tell a decent amount of like the full picture of what it is to be an entrepreneur and the ups and the downs and obviously how you can like adapt your mind to make it easier to work with you. But there's some things that are really personal that I don't share because that's not like I don't owe every single detail of my personal life to Instagram. <laughs> so even like the people who are being more genuine, you might not see even like a period in their personal life where it was really rough and they were trying to work through that um, on top of owning a business. And so it's if you're only looking from the outside in and you're seeing this person, you're like, okay, I just, I have to take every step that they're taking in order to get to that end goal that they're at. Like you're not seeing the full picture. And so the downs are truly, I feel like what actually shape people and what make them um, successful in the end. So it is like, everyone's going to encounter them, but are you ready to sign up for like those specific downs in that path without actually seeing them (laughs) versus just experiencing your own that are actually meant for you. And again, meant to teach you certain lessons that you will be able to integrate and use them in new ways in your path forward. Um, And another big thing is it's kind of all tied in, but just stop looking around so much. (laughs) This is something I wish I could tell myself about a year ago when I was, or I guess a year and a half ago, when I was really getting started in the coaching industry, um, is to stop looking at others. Because when you look around instead of looking inward for what should be your next step, what you really want to do, what types of programs you want to create, what type of packages, whatever it is, um, you just become a carbon copy of whoever you're learning from, whoever you're like taking notes and looking at their life and being like, cool, that person did it this way in my like career path. I'll do the same thing. Um, instead of what you could have to uniquely offer. Like when I first, like I mentioned, like a year and a half ago was getting started in coaching. I was literally screenshotting other people's like stories to see how they presented their Uh, programs. I was looking at their sales page and like, obviously, yes, like there's some level of like, you should like at least see how others doing it because you don't always have to reinvent the wheel. But at the same time, there's a difference between, I feel like looking around for inspiration and then it led like literally consuming you and you not being able to 
create stuff that's really original to you and step into your own power, your own like business that really is aligned to you and who you are versus what others are doing. And I feel like I made that mistake um, in like creating programs based on what had worked for me from others instead of like what I truly wanted to create in this space and in this world. Um, And so Again, I don't regret it because that was part of my journey to learn those lessons, maybe the hard way. But um, if I could impart anything on you, if you are looking to build new like sectors of your business or like really want to come into what a signature offer could be for you, really turn off, maybe take a week off of Instagram turn off the external noise and come into what genuinely feels good to you and get create like get your creativity from the outside world not from your phone <laughs> and not from um like just what you're seeing others do and i've really started being cognizant of this and started to mute or unfollow like every single person who i found myself kind of just trying to emulate because i want everything I put out into the world moving forward to be uniquely coming from me and my heart instead of from what I'm seeing and then subconsciously even sometimes like starting to replicate. And so, I mean, this happened in web design um, when I was like two two years ago, three years ago. Um, I was starting to create packages and I went through this coaching program that was like, you have to create tiers, like three tiers are what you need. So I did that and it honestly didn't really work in my business. And then I like had some coaching from someone else who was really successful who was like, you have to like be charging more, like you have to like create really expensive packages and here's your sales scripts to make that happen. And those didn't work for me either. And it wasn't until I decided to, yeah, just kind of do things my way. Then I came up with um the website in a week package that is my most popular package now. I've sold over, I think over 30 of them at this point. Um, and they are $2,000. And so in the last like year and a half, I've done 30 of them. So they've obviously constituted a big portion of my income. Um, and another one I started doing with Shopify, which I do like that is a higher price point, um, because it is a lot more in depth and, product-based, but like it all, it was coming from things that were internally, like I was pointing to, not from external sources that were saying like, hey, this is how to make money in your business. Um, And so really once I started listening to that, like the website in a week package came from like internally. And also I was just hearing it so much from clients at the time who were like, I don't need like a huge complex website. I just need something really simple. And so I created a package where it literally for the easy ones takes me like four hours of my week. And I'm able to obviously make a good um, portion of my income from it. And it's just, it feels really good to me. And I was just like, I don't think everyone needs, you know, like a $10,000 website. (laughs) And so like, that's what the external noise was saying. And it really didn't feel good to me. So instead of keep trying, like keeping trying to sell people into this bigger package that I didn't even truly believe in, I decided to create a package that didn't take a lot of my time was really fun for me to do and allowed me to tap into a market that really wasn't being, I feel like that served with web designers. Um, 
because I feel like there's a trend in the market to be like, there's not a simple website. And like, I get this. Like, there is definitely, I think people can see things. Um, what it means to be a quote unquote simple website is something that actually can be very complex, but there is. I feel like a time and place for a simple website that is easy to knock out and not charge $10,000 for. (laughs) Um, And so again, coming into like, if I would have continued to only create offerings based on what other people were saying, that offering that has been really successful for me wouldn't have existed. So um, I also like saw this in coaching. I feel like this is something I'm still integrating. I feel like my first couple programs, um, while they were amazing and like they were so different once you came into them, I was marketing them as basically like what other people had marketed their like high selling programs as because that's what I thought would work. And in reality, it like hasn't like, yes, I've had about um, eight clients go through those types of programs. But in this stage in my career, I'm realizing that that might not be the best fit for me moving forward. And so what I'm feeling really pulled to and really called to is creating more evergreen offers um, that are at a smaller price point. And this obviously doesn't look like the normal narrative in the coaching industry of just continually charging more and more and more for your programs and your time. Um, And that just didn't feel good to me anymore. So at this point, I'm now changing gears from thinking about it of what everyone else is doing in the coaching industry of charging a lot for one-on-ones, charging a lot for group programs, and having it just keep rising to be able to make more money to me really coming into what feels good to me instead is like having some arrangement of one-on-one still, but also really focusing on smaller offers that feel really good that I can get to a wider audience of people. Knowing that there are certain people like who need this content, who don't have the budget to invest, you know, $2,000 to $5,000 to $10,000 to $15,000 for the work. And so really at a place where I'm now integrating these lessons into the coaching side of my business and coming into instead of feeling like almost like becoming a carbon copy of what I've seen work in the industry for others, coming into what I could have work for me because that's what feels better. Um, And so that's you want to be original. (laughs) Like you wouldn't want to necessarily work with someone who you feel like you've seen similar programs or similar offerings um, from every other person in the industry, right? Like you want to work with someone who it feels different and it feels like what they have to say is a unique take you haven't heard before. So I feel like what makes you, you, and like, how can you come in to that? How can you own it and bring it to life? Um, And that is what's going to make people want to work with you, not just looking around and emulating the same thing because it'll never be as good (laughs) if it's just a copy, right? So how can you really integrate your own life, personality experiences, and like what lessons you feel like you're learning into um, what you're creating in your business, because that will just make you stand out so much more versus just looking around and copying what anyone else is doing. Um, and the last thing I want to touch upon is really, I feel like there can be this pressure to like, look, you're looking at these other people's lives and you're, you want to almost like quantum leap or 
time jump into their reality and kind of skip over kind of some of all of the messing, messy unfolding that may need to take place for you to get there. And what has helped me is really grounding into there is no rush. <laughs> and the more you rush, the more you're just skipping over these like beautiful moments and the time that you're at and where all the beauty that exists in your current reality. And this is something I've definitely like struggled with for like, I feel like a lot of my adult life of just almost wanting to get to this place where I have it all figured out. (laughs) And then realizing that once you get there, there's going to be something else that unfolds and something else you need to figure out. So really grounding into like, you'll never get this time back. How can you really enjoy this moment right now? And as like a personal example, I feel like when I was really starting to like dive into the coaching industry and realize like what kind of lifestyle could be possible, I immediately like was like, how do I get there now (laughs) or like in the next two years instead of really accepting that like these people, it took them probably like six years to get there or they're six years older than me. Like there's no certain timeline. There's no certain path. I don't need to jump to and make that happen right now. Like, yes, there's people who are 21 and really successful. And there's also people who hit like at 50. Like they, That's what their journey is. And that's what's meant for them. And so like, yeah, obviously, if you want to reach certain goals and certain desires, like you can put more of a timeline to them, but make sure it's based on what you actually want. Because I found myself like, I live in a beautiful condo in Breckenridge with an incredible view. And like, we have a second bedroom we barely ever use. And I found myself being like, oh, I just can't wait until I have like, you know, the house in Telluride that I've always dreamed of. And part of me is like, can you just (laughs) be happy where you are right now? Like, yes, I fully plan on and still like want to get to that stage in my life, but don't skip over like the incredible things that you have right now, just because you see, I feel like other people already there online and convince yourself that you're not good enough because you're not you're not also at that point in life. Um, So really just coming into like taking the pressure off and like your journey is uniquely yours, own it. And like, if those are your desires to get there eventually, like absolutely it will happen, but there's no huge rush to get to that point just because you're seeing a lot of other people post about being there online. And also, the more you can enjoy now and enjoy where you are, enjoy the little moments, the big ones, the wins, the everything, <laughs> the more or like the easier it will be to bring those desires into this world. And so allow this time to be as sweet as it is. And I feel like then it's just going to add to the, your inner peace to like <laughs> how you really take on and enjoy this life um, and are able to move forward in a way that works for you instead of feeling this pressure and this rush to maybe do things in a way that aren't really aligned to you because you think you have to get there and on a certain timeline in a certain way. And that's just not what's meant for you. And I will say like trying to do it that way has 
only caused me so much more pain and frustration (laughs) in my journey than just accepting certain things in a way or in the timeline that they're meant to be. Um, So trying to rush towards, you know, what I want in the future of a larger audience or more people coming in and specific offerings and feeling like I'm not good enough because they aren't happening that way only has taken away from my life, only has made like reaching a certain level in business that much harder. So I feel like the more you can ground into trusting your path, trusting your journey, trusting that the steps you're taking and the like obstacles you're overcoming are meant for you and all adding up for you and leading you to where you need to be, just the more everything will improve. (laughs) So really the less or the more you can take out the comparison and just ground into staying in your lane instead of, I feel like looking at everyone else. My friend made the analogy the other day of like almost putting the guardrails on, like in bowling, like stop um, looking around and like just stay where, almost have this tunnel vision for what is meant for you, what is like you need to see on this path what is really like the right programs, the right way to design your business that feels really freaking amazing because I feel like also every time I've looked around and tried to emulate someone else's business, it never felt as good and things didn't flow in as easily and there weren't as many synchronicities and like beautiful alignments. It's just when I surrendered and was like, you know what, this is what feels good right now, I'm going to stop forcing what doesn't. And so just wanted to record this podcast because I know comparison and imposter syndrome can be such a huge thing in this entrepreneurial life. (laughs) So, and I feel like just in any, in anyone's life, um, it's so easy to look around and feel like you're not far enough along because of what other people's perfect lives are posting on Instagram. So, really just coming into owning who you are, what your journey is, and that your timeline doesn't have to look like anyone else's. And there's a reason for that. And it's all adding up and getting you to where you want to be. So I hope this episode was helpful. Feel free to reach out on Instagram with any questions if you want to talk about this topic deeper, because I know it's one we all (laughs) have dealt with um, and will probably continue to deal with because we are humans. But the more important thing is how you meet it and how you overcome it um, instead of like, I don't think we'll ever fully get rid of imposter syndrome or comparison as like something we deal with as humans, but instead it's coming into how do I face it and how do I overcome it so it doesn't hold me back. So I hope this episode was helpful and I will talk to you guys soon.